0: Buenos dias, Gardner's Bay. This is Rorschach, an experiment in international community building and a world-connecting podcast. The show will be around 10 minutes of the big stuff going on in Venezuela. Let's get started. Olympic news has been a huge deal for Venezuela these days. Daniel Durz, a charismatic BMX rider won the silver medal on the 31st of july in the bmx freestyle competition at 36 years old Durs surprised everyone with his skill and also with his charisma as he received the medal and celebrated with the other competitors daniel ders also became popular before winning the silver medal by showcasing the lives of athletes in tokyo through his social networks on tuesday the 27th of june he published with humor that the bicycle of Eddie Alvarez, the other Venezuelan BMX competitor, had been stolen. Days later, the police managed to recover the bicycle, and the athlete who had stolen it, whose identity is unknown, was suspended from the Olympics. Julio Mayora and Quedomar Vainilla also received silver medals in men's weightlifting, each in the category corresponding to their weight, on Saturday, the 31st of July, adding to the three silver medals received so far by Venezuelan athletes. But the biggest celebration that took place by all Venezuelans was the triumph of Yulimar Rojas in the women's triple jump. Not only did Rojas win the gold medal, but by doing a jump of 15.67 meters, she demolished the previous world record in the sport. Congratulations to all our athletes in their medal wins. In immigration news, Spain announced that with more than 28,000 applications, Venezuelans topped the list of asylum applications in the country during 2020. The figure doubles the number of applications from previous years. After Venezuela are Colombia, Honduras, Peru, and Nicaragua as the countries with the most applications that together account for 80% of asylum applications in Spain. Also regarding immigration, David Smolanski, coordinator of the Working Group of the Organization of American States, OAS, for the crisis of Venezuelan migrants and refugees in the region, issued a recent report saying that if the borders are reopened and the crisis in the country deepens, the Venezuelan exodus could reach 7 million people in the first quarter of 2022, making it the largest in the world, higher even than Syria. The Inter-American Commission on Human Rights, an OAS body, expressed concern about the deterioration of university autonomy in Venezuela and its impact on academic freedom in a statement issued on the 26th of July. The decision to pay the payroll of the personnel of public universities through the PATRIA system, which is a state platform, could have a chilling effect on teachers and officials with positions critical toward the Chavista regime. Also, the drastic reduction of of the public budget for the universities could increase the multifactorial crisis that the country is going through. The United Socialist Party of Venezuela announced its primary elections for the 8th of August, in which the candidates for governors would be chosen for the November elections. However, Rocio San Miguel, president of the civil association Control- Ciudadano denounced the people from the military high command are candidates in these elections, which is detrimental to the non-partisan character that the armed forces must have since they must defend the country and not a sector of it. In economic news, Tarek El Isami announced that Petro Sedeno, the mixed oil processing complex, is 100% Venezuelan since, after negotiation, Venezuela acquired all the shares. However, the oil economist Rafael Quidos expressed concerns that the departure of the French company Total and the Norwegian company Equinor de sedeño from the Orinoco oil belt, he stated that the rest of the transnational companies that remain in the belt will try to withdraw to dedicate themselves to other projects outside the country with much greater potential and adapted the energy transition that is already taking place in the rest of the world the chavista government plans to generate an interministerial strategy to encourage commercial relations with the countries of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, ASEAN. The Vice Minister for Asia, the Middle East, and Oceania, Capaya Rodriguez, and the Vice Minister of Foreign Trade, Héctor Silva, recently met and reported that they will not only stimulate business with this sector, but also plan to promote the exchanges of the shrimp, cocoa, coffee, and rum trade. They also intend to encourage the private sector to join this plan. Curaçao's oil company, Refineria de Corso, RDK, completed the sale of 73,000 tons of AC-30 bitumen asphalt, belonging to Pedavesa. After Pedavesa's lease expired in December, RDK has struggled to find a new landlord, but it has not been possible. With the sale of the asphalt lot, which went on the Chinese-flagged oil tanker Da Ming Shan to Hong Kong, they hoped to earn more than $30 million and use that money for refinery improvements. On Thursday, the 29th of July, Congressman Carlos Valero denounced that gold is used as a payment method in different businesses due to Venezuela's hyperinflation in the south of the country. Valero shared videos on his Twitter in which the wholesale products are priced in grams of gold while the products can be purchased in dollars, and the Bolivar banknotes are only used to wrap the gold nuggets and transport them safely. Also, as an alternative to using the Bolivar, different businesses in Caracas and other cities in Venezuela are accepting cryptocurrencies as a form of payment. It is estimated that currently more than 20,000 stores allow payments in cryptocurrencies. They accept the well known Bitcoin as well as Litecoin, Dash, Ethereum, among others, in locations ranging from department stores to clinical laboratories. And in coronavirus news, on the 26th of July, it was reported that two cases of the Delta variant have been detected in Venezuela. Nicolás Maduro reported that the cases are isolated and that they came from abroad without indicating in which city they are located. On Sunday, the 1st of August, it was reported that COVAX will send the first batch of more than six million vaccines to Venezuela that must arrive between August and September to reinforce the vaccination process that has been carried out with Sputnik and Sinofarm in different cities in the country. So far, it is still unknown which vaccines COVAX will send to Venezuela. And last but not least for this week, let's talk fashion. Venezuelan designer Carmen Navez brought a reflection on migration to the Colombia Modo catwalk with her collection, Visibles, inspired by the models who have had to leave their countries in search of new and better opportunities. The young woman presented garments that evoked those journeys that those condemned to the diaspora have had to undertake. Carmen Navas arrived in Colombia four years ago and was working her way up within a hardware company. Although the pandemic put her out of a job, she took the liquidation money she earned, and invested in her own company. Now, at just 25 years old, she has been able to participate in one of the most important catwalks in the region with her collection. Congratulations, Carmen. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Venezuela. Also, if you want to share any big news or events with us, be sure to let us know. We may even put it on the show. You can email us at podcast at Rorschach.com.